Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you want to never miss an episode of the podcast, I encourage you to follow us using your favorite podcast software. Our listener support campaign continues. You can become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. And a reminder to be sure and listen on Friday. We will have an important announcement. Uh, I do encourage uh, folks to be sure and listen to that episode. Well, and you also kind of need to listen to it to find out what happens after the first two episodes of this one. Today we're going to bring you the first two episodes of the Alvin Summers Matter. The original air dates, October 24th and 25th of not 1955. Let's go ahead and take a listen. From Hollywood, it's time now for Bob Bailey as... Johnny Deller. Fred Wilkins at Northeast Fidelity, Johnny. Oh, hi, Fred. I got a case for you. Remember the Alvin Summers embezzlement? Sure, he took off with 75,000 bucks about six months ago. Right. We held a bond on him, so we're stuck with it. So? This morning, a guy called from a little town on the west coast of Mexico, Santo Tomas. It was a bad connection, but I gathered he had some information on Summers and wanted somebody to go down there and talk to him. I nominated you. Then he's expecting me, huh? What's his name? Wait, I don't know that either. You mean I'm supposed to go looking for somebody whose name I don't even know? How come he's so coy? I don't think it's a case of being coy, Johnny. I don't think it's a case of being coy, Johnny. Before we could get very far into the conversation, the connection was broken off at his end. Okay, Fred, I'm on my way. Tonight and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Home Office, Northeastern Fidelity and Bonding, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Alvin Summers matter. Item one, $220, plane, train, and boat fare to Santa Tomas, Mexico. For a town trying to be a resort, Santa Tomas shouldn't be so hard to get to. The last lap was by far the worst. A creaky, twice-a-week boat from Mazatlan. And I may be wrong, but it looked to me like the only outfit interested in making a resort out of Santa Tomas was the big new hotel up on a cliff overlooking the sea, the Playa del Mar. The rest of the town just didn't seem to care. It was a sleepy fishing village. A dilapidated pier, a long curving beach with the jungle crowding in on it, and a miscellaneous assortment of adobe shacks huddled here and there, sort of digging their feet into the ground. Even at a distance, the Playa del Mar looked too rich for my purpose, so I checked in at the other hotel. It was an old two-story job in town that I found after carefully detouring around a belligerent rooster scratching up a meal in the street outside. Once inside, I couldn't help feeling that the rooster was better off. It was small, dingy, and hot. 
I signed the beat-up ledger that passed for a register, and a little character wearing a ragged shirt with no collar, a big grin, and a baseball cap swooped down on me and grabbed my suitcase. Right over the stairs, senor. Okay. Are you the star of the Santa Tomas Nine or something? Okay. The baseball cap. Oh, is it first-class hotel here? I got to wear a uniform. Oh, sure. Silly of me. Uh, which way? Uh, follow me, senor. Uh, you come here to fish? Not exactly. My cousin has a very good boat to hire a cheap. Sorry. Oh. Well, if you're here on just a vacation, I'll be glad to show you the scenic sights for a very small fee. Hey, look, promoter, before you start making a career out of me, how about showing me my room? Okay, okay, senor. Here. It's a very nice room, no? Oh, sure. Hey, uh, look, can we get a little air in here? Oh, see, si, I turn on the overhead fan. It's better, no? No. There's a balcony out here? Oh, see, si, with a beautiful view of the ocean, Senor Dollar. Beautiful. The only thing I can see is the wall of that building across the alley. Ah, but if you climb up on the railing and stand in the corner and look over the roof of the building, there in the distance you see the... Beautiful. Look, um... Benito, senor. Benito, I gather that in addition to a few other assorted enterprises, you're the bellboy in this establishment. I do everything. I must really be a strain. Oh, see, I'm always straining. Been in Santa Tomas long? Si, senor. Too long. Have you heard my name mentioned around town lately? Anybody asking for me? No, senor. Holy rattle. Oh, the door to the balcony. Oh, it's nothing, senor. Only the fan. Why? Well, when the fan is on the door, it blows shut. You're jumpy, senor. Huh? See, you are jumpy. Yeah, well, I'm in a good business for it, but, you know. Tell me, did you ever hear the name Summers? Summers? Senor, in Santo Tomas, is always Summers. Okay. I mean a man named Summers. Alvin Summers. Here's his picture. Take a look. Hmm. Ever seen before? Senor, in this heat, it's a strain to use the memory. Yeah, well, you, uh, you think this might make you forget the heat? Quien sabe, Senor Dollar. It might help. Here. Oh, five dollars American. Gracias. Now, how about it? Si, senor. I have seen this man. Here in Santa Tomas? I think so. Where? How long ago? I don't remember, but I'll try to find out for you. Okay, Benito. That bill I gave you, I've got a few more just like it, if you can locate the guy in this picture, Alvin Summers. Or if you can find anybody who's asking about me. Senor, for that kind of money, I'll not only find him, I'll bring him to you on a silver planter. Item two on expense account, $5 American to Benito the bellboy. Flying blind the way I was in this deal, I figured I needed all the help I could get. And who knows, Benito just might turn something. After he left, I stretched out on the rickety bed and tried to figure out a plan of operations. I had to make myself conspicuous if I wanted the man who'd called the home office to contact me. On the other hand, if Alvin Summers himself was in the vicinity, I'd have to be pretty inconspicuous to stand a chance of getting anywhere near him. Trying to do both at the same time might not be exactly easy. Yeah? Dollar? Well, yeah. Who are you? 
Carson's the name, E.K. Carson, and I'm sure glad I found you, friend. Hey, you the guy who telephoned and wanted to see me? I sure am. Well, my luck seems to be holding up pretty well. Not too well, I hope. <laughs> huh? Yes, sir, as soon as I saw you check in, I phoned a desk clerk to ask who you were. I says to him, he looks like an American to me. See, I'm in room 10 downstairs. Uh, desk clerk? I thought you meant that long-distance call. Well, the reason I hope your luck's not too good, friend, I'm sure hoping to get you into a little cribbage game. Cribbage? You play, don't you? No, I'm strictly the gin rummy type. Oh, I could teach you, friend. Wouldn't take a jiffy. Uh, Sorry, I thought you were somebody else. Oh, I I sure wish I could get you into a little game, friend. Gets mighty lonesome making arounds these small towns. Are you in business here? No, I'm a traveling man. Regional sales manager for Hold Tight Zippers. Zippers? Down here? Sure thing. All a matter of education. As I often say, business is where you find it. Why, half the world is just waiting to be zipped up. Great thought, ain't it? Terrifying. Uh, look, Mr. Carson, if you'll excuse oh, what me... What about that cribbage game, friend? Sorry, as I told now, you, Now, I'll I... bet if you just learned to play the game, you'd find out it was a whale of a lot of fun. I'll wait. Well, then, why don't we have us a good talk about business? Look, if you don't mind, I've got a few things to do around oh, here, so... Sure, sure, I know. To tell you the truth, I guess I'm just plain lonely. Daytimes aren't so bad when I'm out on the road, but... Nights, I don't seem to be able to find anyone to talk to. Now that you're yeah, here... Yeah, well, uh, maybe we can have a drink sometime. Say, I'd sure like that. Then maybe we can get up a little game later. Well, maybe. I ushered E.K. Carson, the cribbage king, politely but firmly out of the door. I'd figured him for the man who wanted to talk about Alvin Summers. But all he apparently had on his mind was cribbage and zippers. I ambled on downstairs into the cantina next door. I cut my way through the smoke to the bar and looked around. A few tired-looking characters at the tables, and over in one corner, a little fellow bent over a guitar, eyes closed, and a world all his own. Then I saw the girl. Three stools down the bar from me. But when I looked up again after a drink, she was only one stool away. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sound of Tomas. Thanks. Really something, isn't he? Hmm? That guitar player. I saw you watching him. Oh. You know, those guys give me the creeps. They start playing and all of a sudden they're gone. Real far away. I don't think he even knows there's anybody else in here. Lucky man, huh? Yeah. It's funny. A cheap, run-down bar like this. Nobody listening to him. Except us. And he's playing like he's on a cloud. Yeah. There's a flamenco singer like that up at the hotel that night out on the terrace when she starts those wailing songs of hers. She gives me the creeps, too. Up at the hotel, the Playa del Mar? Yeah. Oh, you must be down here to see how the other half lives. You mean to see if anybody lives in this town? I sure picked me a great spot for a vacation. Pretty dull, huh? Real. At least... It has been. Oh? Say, uh, do you know that guy over there? The American at the corner table? Yeah, the muscle man. I sure don't. You, uh, certain? Of course I am. Why? Well, he's been staring at us. Oh. Never saw him before, huh? Mm-mm. Of course, I've never been in here before. Maybe he's the bouncer. He sure looks like he could qualify. Well. Look, he's leaving. Yeah. I guess we made him self-conscious. I... Guess I'd better leave, too. Where to, uh... Gloria. Johnny. Johnny. I think I'll go back up to the hotel and change. Then what? I don't know. 
There's a moon tonight. Got a date? Mm-hmm. Me? Mm-hmm. When? On the terrace. Half an hour. She left, and I sat there a drink or two, thinking her over and wondering what her angle was. I was pretty sure she was interested in me for more than my manly charms. And it occurred to me that it might not be too unpleasant finding out what was on her mind. Especially if it could help me locate an embezzler named Alvin Summers. I went up to my room to change. When I got there, I found I had company. Close the door. Well, my friend from the bar downstairs. I said close the door. Okay. Why the gun? Turn around. Face the wall. Okay. Hands against the wall. Hey, look, what are you... Shut up. Well, if you're looking for my gun, it's under my left arm. Thanks. Now turn around. So what's this all about? That's just what you're going to tell me. What's your name? Johnny Dollar. I'll bet. Cross my heart. We'll try again. What's your name? I told you, Johnny Dollar. You can think of a better one than that. Wise up, Buster. It sounds so phony, it's got to be legitimate. And speaking of names, what's yours? I'm asking the questions. You're answering. Okay, we'll play it your way. What are you doing down here, Dollar? Look, I'll make a deal with you. You tell me why you want to know, and maybe I'll be... Don't play games with me, Dollar. Next time you get more than the barrel of the gun. (laughs) Hey, look, I don't know what this is all about. Okay, we'll... Cut out the question and answer routine. I know why you're here. Oh? So forget it, Dollar. Drop the whole thing and beat it. Maybe I'll like it around here. But you won't like it around here anymore, Dollar. You'll learn to hate it. You and that gun put up a pretty convincing argument. I'll give it to you once more, Dollar. Slow and easy so you can get it this time. Go on away. Don't ever come back. If you don't go now, you won't ever go. Johnny Dollar. Where have you been, Johnny? I thought we had a date. Oh, Gloria. I'm sorry, baby. I've already had a date. What? Remember the big gorilla at the corner table downstairs in the cantina? The one who kept staring at us? Sure. What about him? Well, he was waiting for me in my room just now. He didn't like the way I parted my hair, I guess, so he changed it with a gun barrel. Johnny, are you all right? Uh, Aside from a lump or two, sure. Sounds to me like you need a little nursing, Johnny. I always do. It's beautiful out on the terrace tonight. Santo Tomas, Mexico. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar. To the Home Office, Northeastern Fidelity and Bonding, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an account of additional expenses during my investigation of the Alvin Summers embezzlement case. Item four, three dollars American to Eduardo Moreno, M.D., the doctor who dressed the assorted lumps and bruises I'd collected from the strong arm who seemed quite convinced that I should leave town. For a moment, I'd figured he could be the man who was to contact me with information as to the whereabouts of Alvin Summers, the embezzler. But as it turned out, all he wanted to say to me was goodbye, and he said it very convincingly. But Gloria was waiting for me. She definitely seemed to want to get better acquainted. And although I didn't know what her angle was, I figured it might be fun finding out. I left the joint where I was staying and went up to the Playa del Mar, the big expensive hotel overlooking the sea. There was a terrace with some tables and a flamenco singer wailing at the moon. 
Gloria was at one of the tables. Hi. Johnny, what in the world happened to you when I talked to you over the phone? I'm sorry I'm late, Gloria. You can see by my face I ran into kind of a rough detour. You all right now? Yeah. Johnny, you said it was that man who kept staring at us in the bar where we met? That's the one. Real charming fellow. Muscles, too. What happened? I went to my room to change before coming up here. He was waiting for me, worked me over. The general idea was I should leave Santa Tomas in a hurry. But why? I don't know. Yet. But somewhere along the line, I'm going to make it a point to find out. Cigarette? Thanks. Well, looks like things are picking up a little. How so? I told you I'd found this place pretty dull so far. But now, with you getting beat up and told to get out of town, it's beginning to sound a little more interesting. Well, I could do with more dullness and a few less bruises, believe me. You must be down here on a lot more than just a vacation, Johnny. Oh, I don't know. A lot of people apparently come down here to this town just for a vacation. That's why you told me you came here, remember? There's only one difference. What's that, Gloria? I really am on a vacation, and I don't think you are. Oh? You're not the Santa Tomas type. Why not? Mexico City, maybe. Havana, maybe. But not Santa Tomas. No, I think you came down here to meet somebody. Or to find somebody. Okay. Suppose I did. Who would I be looking for? If you don't know, how would I? Looking for, uh, you, maybe? Oh, now that's the nicest thing that's been said to me all day. If you are, it's too bad I didn't know it sooner. Why? It would have made this town a little more bearable. Waiting. Or maybe you've been looking for me. (laughs) Let's not be blunt here. I thought I was being so subtle. You have been looking for me? I must admit I've been looking for someone who's alive in this town. Of course, what I should say is that I've always been looking for you, that I... Okay, okay. I guess that leaves me right where I started from. Hmm? Skip it. So, we're just two happy people on a vacation. Yeah. Okay, Johnny. Okay. Hey, that music... That the flamenco singer you were telling me about? Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty weird, doesn't she? But I like it. You know something? Hmm? Sounds even weirder from down below on the beach. Oh? Like to see for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd like to. Well, give me a minute. What's the matter? Speaking of people staring at you... That guy again? Where is he? No, it's a little man this time, over at the end of the terrace, see? Oh, that's Benito. Who? The bellboy of my hotel. Excuse me, man. Be right back. Sure. Senor Dollar. Hiya, Benito. The desk clerk told me you'd come up here. What's on your mind? You told me you'd pay me money if I could get some information for you. That's right. I want to know if anybody's been trying to contact me. You turn up anything? Not about that, senor, but the picture you showed The me. one of Alvin Summers? See, si, I told you I thought I'd seen him here in Santo Tomas. Now I'm sure of it. Good boy. Tonight I talked to a friend of mine. I described senor Summers to him. He told me he used to work for him as a houseboy. Good. Did he tell you where Summers is now? No, he could not tell me that. Couldn't or wouldn't? I do not know, senor, but he tell me where the house is that... Summers lived Where is it? You could not find it, senor. It's in from the beach in the jungle a little way. I would have to take you there. All right, let's go. Not now. I'm supposed to be on duty back at the hotel. 
I must get down there at once before the hotel clerk finds out I'm gone. When do you get off duty? At midnight. I'll come to your room then and take you to Senor Somer's house. Okay, midnight. Good boy, Benino. Uh, <clears throat> a real good boy, senor? Mm. Oh, yeah. Here. Oh, gracias, senor. Mm. <laughs> but uh, you should not have come here. Now, look, I've already had one guy tell me to leave town tonight. Don't you start. No, I mean you should not have come here to the Playa del Mar. Oh, why not? Because after you pay your check here, senor, you'll not have any more money left to pay me with. <laughs> well, don't worry about it, Benito. I'll bully it through somehow. See you later. Si, senor. Well, hello, Dollar. Oh, no. Carson, E.K. Carson, remember? Sure, the zipper salesman. What brings you up here? Oh, same thing as you, friend, out doing a little stepping. I thought you told me down at the hotel that you figured half the world was just waiting to be zipped up. How can you afford to take the time off? All work and no play, friend. Haven't you heard? Yeah, well, I, uh, I I have a date. See you later, Carson. I'm still waiting to get you into a cribbage game, friend. Good. That's just what you do. You mean play cribbage? No, I mean keep waiting. When I got back to the table, Gloria was gone. I looked around, no sign of her. This I didn't get, and I didn't like. Why would she pull a disappearing act on me now? Johnny... Then I spotted her, just off the terrace on the path that led to the cabanas on the beach. I went over. She was carrying a scarf and wearing a one-piece bathing suit. The scarf looked bigger. Hi. Well. I thought as long as we were going down to the beach, we might as well go for a swim. Why not? Be right with you. Item five on expense account. Seven dollars for one pair of swimming trunks. Five for the trunks and two bucks to get the hotel shopkeeper out of bed to sell them to me. After all, I figured I ought to stay close to Gloria. That's the way she seemed to want it, and I wanted to know why. She could have some information on the whereabouts of Alvin Summers I could use. Well, she might. Oh, oh, that was fun. Yeah. Come on, there's a place over against the rocks at the foot of the cliff. Okay. What do we do now? Build a fire and roast marshmallows? I'm sorry, I didn't bring any marshmallows. Oh, it's just as well. I'm strictly the hot dog and beer type anyway. Here we are. This is my place, Johnny. I come down here almost every night. Oh, it's nice. I told you there was a moon tonight. Yeah. And the flamenco singer. Music comes right down the rocks to us. Doesn't she ever get tired? Doesn't seem to. What's she singing about? Do you know? Uh-huh. It's about a man in jail in a little town. His sweetheart tosses a rose to him through the bars. It drives him crazy. <laughs> Cheerful. There aren't any walls around you, Johnny. Oh? Uh-huh. The only trouble is... I don't have a rose... Well, who needs a rose? Johnny. Darling. Gloria, look, I... You were saying... You know something? I forgot what it was. Good. Let's keep it that way, darling. Hold it. So who's thinking of moving? Shh. What is it? They're in the moonlight coming along the beach. Two men? Yeah. Take a good look at the one in front. Johnny, yeah. it's the... 
I want to work me over in my hotel room tonight. And it looks like he brought along a stooge with a machete. They're looking for you. Look, get around behind the rock here, then back up the path to the hotel. No, Quiet, Johnny. Quiet, get going. I'm not going to leave you. you please? please, Johnny, please, don't go out there. Now stay out of sight. They can't see us here in the shadows. Gloria, sooner or later I got a little matter to settle with that big ape. It might as well be sooner. No, please, I, I don't want you to get hurt again, Johnny. I'm not going to leave you. Okay, okay, come on. Let's shift around to the other side of this rock and keep it quiet. Can you see them? Keep your head down. Keep your eyes open. My son will come down the path about half an hour. Maybe it's farther up the beach. Now watch the water. That could be a <sighs> That was close. Too close. Yeah. Johnny, are you in some kind of trouble? Not yet. You seem pretty concerned about me. I am. You sure that was why you didn't want me to tangle with him? Of course. You don't know the guy, huh? I told you I didn't. Why? Oh, I was just wondering if maybe he was a friend of yours and didn't want me moving in on him. Johnny, you're, you're talking crazy. I've never seen him in my life before today in the bar of your hotel. I told you I didn't want you to get hurt again. I mean it. I... Maybe this will prove it. Well, that's a pretty strong argument. Look, Gloria, I hate to, believe me, but I've got to leave. What? Must be almost midnight. So? So there's something i got to take care of. Oh, fine. I know, I'm sorry. Pretty strange vacation you're on, Johnny. Yeah. So, my timing was terrible. But I had to meet Benito the bellboy in my hotel room at midnight to find out more about Alvin Summers' whereabouts. I walked Gloria back up to her hotel and headed for mine. It was a couple of minutes after 12 when I got there. I walked into my room and started to reach for the light switch. Then I froze. The moonlight was streaming in through the louvered door to the balcony and I could see a silhouette against it. Somebody was out on that balcony, crouching against the door. Slowly, carefully, I eased over to it and suddenly jerked it open. Bonito. And I knew I wasn't going to get any more information about Alvin Summers out of him. After all, you can't do much talking when your throat's been cut. There'll be another exciting episode in our story of the Alvin Summers matter tomorrow. Tomorrow? Well, there are some people you just wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley. But sometimes it can't be helped. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by Robert Reif, it is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone. Be sure to join us tomorrow night, same time and station, for the next exciting episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, Roy Rowan speaking.
Welcome back. Well, good uh, stage setting. Now, this week's serial is written by Robert Reif, and that's a name that should be familiar since he also writes the uh, Dangerous Assignment series. Now, I'm actually unaware if this was partially based on a Dangerous Assignment story. I do know we have one coming up by Rife that I found very similar to a Dangerous Assignment story. Of course, just because it's not in circulation, it could be an uncirculated episode. There are quite a few lost episodes of Dangerous Assignment, although we haven't run through many in our listening yet. Uh, they are coming, and there's going to be a pretty big period for which there are a lot of lost episodes. Regardless, I think this played out pretty well with a nice bit of romance and plenty of intrigue thrown in. Now, I would be suspicious of Carson, not so much as a potential lead to Summers, but as a cribbage hustler. I've been playing cribbage since I was eight, and I don't think it is a particularly easy game to pick up. Because there are so many different ways to score. There are different aspects of the game that you're just not going to pick up on immediately, I, I shouldn't think. Now, if uh, you're out there and you learned cribbage as an adult and found it super easy to pick up and fully understood the game within an hour or so, feel free to contradict me. But in my mind, if someone comes up and tells someone who doesn't know how to play cribbage that it's really easy to pick up, I would expect that somewhere in the course of the night there would be some beginner's luck. And then a suggestion of, you know, let's make this interesting and start playing for just a little bit of money. And then that ends up with you losing everything you have and wondering how you're going to make it uh, until you're flying home. But it is a fun game if you learn it. All right. Well, listener comments and feedback now. And we go to Instagram where Rabidude writes, have heard 10 episodes, two full serials, and I'm sorry, but I don't get the appeal of Bob Bailey. He comes across as a Saturday morning cartoon character, and the music sounds like a Douglas uh, Sark melodrama. He lacks the humanity of John Lund and the hard-boiled appeal of Edmund O'Brien. Well, let me first of all brace myself for the incoming emails. That said, I, I do appreciate the honest opinion. While I can't speak as to Sork melodramas, those were never really my speed. I will say that Bailey does show a lot of humanity in his performances as the uh, series goes on. Things like the Broderick Matter or the Nick Shurn Matter. The Valentine Matter next week is a great one for showcasing Bailey's strength as an actor. And I'd say that if you uh, don't understand the appeal of Bailey after the Valentine Matter, I don't know if you ever will. But yeah, I would say give it more chance the first two serials are pretty good, but I think they're a bit more basically functional than some of the other stories that come along. 
Well, now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to James, Patreon supporter since August of 2022. Currently supporting the program at the detective sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support. And that will do it for today. A reminder, if you want to be sure to never miss an episode, follow the podcast using your favorite podcast software. And I do encourage you to rate and review the show wherever you download it from. We'll be back on Friday with the conclusion of the Alvin Summers matter. But join us back here tomorrow for Dangerous Assignment where... You to pick her out for me. Steve, are you out of your mind? No more than usual. Hey, do we have any female type agents running around in this neck of the woods? Agents? Uh, I get it now, Steve. Let's see. Yes, Martha Kane is just finishing up an assignment in Vienna. Martha? Hey, she speaks German, doesn't she? Yeah. Good. Okay, contact her and tell her to come here to the Berlin and go to the shop department house. There's an apartment there under the name of Schiller. Martha is now Frau Schiller. All right, I'll contact her. Oh, just cooking up a little gag, Commissioner. If it works, I think we can bust this deal wide open. Well, if it doesn't work. Well, if it doesn't work, I'll leave you my best hand-painted necktie. You know the one that lights up in the dark? I don't like that. Oh, you ought to be a whiz with it. Now, Steve... See you later, Commissioner. Well, what are you going to do, Steve? We need another clay pigeon to take Benner's place, don't we? Ah, uh, yes, but... Uh... Okay, so I've got me the pigeon. You mean this woman, Agent? No, I mean me. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>